Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about routine postnatal care. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash routine care or in the postnatal care section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Most women will have routine midwife-led care in the postnatal period. After delivery, they may be transferred to the postnatal ward for a short period of monitoring and adjustment. In the days after delivery, they will have analgesia as required to help for pain relief, help establishing breast or bottle feeding, a venous thromboembolism risk assessment, monitoring for postpartum hemorrhage, monitoring for sepsis, monitoring of blood pressure after preeclampsia, monitoring recovery after a caesarean or a perineal tear, a full blood count blood test to check for anemia and the need for treatment after significant bleeding, a caesarean section or antenatal anemia with anemia during the antenatal period, anti-D prophylaxis for recess D negative women depending on the baby's blood group and the routine baby check shortly after delivery. After the initial postnatal period, they will have routine follow-up with a midwife to discuss topics such as general well-being, mood and depression, bleeding and menstruation after giving birth, urinary incontinence and pelvic floor exercises, scar healing after an episiotomy or caesarean section, contraception, breastfeeding and vaccines for example, the MMR or measles, mumps and rubella vaccines for the baby. Let's talk about the six-week postnatal check. A routine six-week postnatal appointment is commonly offered by GP practices to check how the mother is doing. It's usually done at the same time as the six-week newborn baby check. The topics that are covered at the six-week check include general well-being, mood and depression, bleeding and menstruation, scar healing after an episiotomy or caesarean, contraception, breastfeeding, a fasting blood glucose check in women who had gestational diabetes, a blood pressure check in women who had hypertension or preeclampsia during pregnancy, and a urine dipstick test for protein in women who had preeclampsia. Next, let's talk about menstruation after delivery. In the period shortly after birth, there will be vaginal bleeding as the endometrium initially breaks down, then returns to normal over time. This is a mix of blood, endometrial tissue and mucus, and it's called lochia. Initially, it will be a dark red colour and over time it will turn brown and then become lighter in colour and flow. Tampons should be avoided during this period as they carry a risk of infection and the bleeding should settle completely within six weeks. Breastfeeding releases oxytocin, which causes the uterus to contract 
leading to slightly more bleeding during episodes of breastfeeding, and this is normal. Women who are breastfeeding may not have a return to regular menstrual periods for six months or even longer unless they stop breastfeeding. The absence of periods related to breastfeeding is called lactational amenorrhea. Women who are bottle feeding will begin having menstrual periods from three weeks onwards. This is unpredictable and periods can be delayed or irregular initially before they settle into a normal routine. Finally, let's talk about contraception after childbirth. Fertility is not considered to return until 21 days after giving birth and contraception is not required up to this point. The risk of pregnancy is very low before 21 days. After 21 days postpartum, women are considered fertile and they'll need contraception, including condoms for seven days when they start the combined pill or for two days when they start progestogen-only contraception. Ideally, contraception should be started within the first 21 days after giving birth so that the woman is protected from pregnancy. Lactational amenorrhea is over 98% effective as contraception for up to six months after birth. Women must be fully breastfeeding and fully amenorrheic, meaning they have no periods. The progestogen-only pill and the progestogen-only implant are considered safe in breastfeeding and they can be started at any time after birth. The combined contraceptive pill should be avoided in breastfeeding. It's UK MEC4 if it started before six weeks postpartum, meaning contraindicated before six weeks postpartum. It's UK MEC2 after six weeks postpartum. A Tom tip for you. It's worth remembering in breastfeeding women, they should never be given the combined contraceptive pill within the first six weeks after giving birth. And after six weeks, the benefits probably outweigh the risks, but it's not ideal. In contrast, the progestogen-only pill or implant are considered safe at any time after giving birth, including if they're started shortly after giving birth. The copper coil or the intrauterine system, for example the Mirena coil, can be inserted either within 48 hours of birth or more than four weeks after birth, in which case they're UK MEC1, but they should not be inserted between 48 hours and four weeks of delivery, in which case they're UK MEC3. So if they're inserted immediately after birth, that's okay, or more than four weeks after birth, that's okay, but not if it's been more than 48 hours since they gave birth and less than four weeks. So thanks for listening to this episode on routine postnatal care. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast, and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about postpartum endometritis.